What is up, lacrosse fans and sports bettors alike? We're happy to be with you here. It is another edition of the Bet on Lacrosse show. It's Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks here for episode six alongside, as always, the co-host with the co-most. It is Dougie Fresh, Doug Greenberg. Get him on Twitter at Doug Greenberg. Doug one of our favorite parts of the week when we get to get together and talk some sports betting in the lacrosse space. How are you doing, my brother? Hey, you know, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could be absolutely. better if it weren't for that goddamn best bet, which we will get into. But I feel you, man. Yeah, it was a tough week for us. I think if anyone who listens to this show is actually following along and actually betting on stuff, you will understand that betting this league, betting this sport is very, very difficult. Um, you know, there's, and, and you know what, and we talked about it pre-show it's, it's a testament to the parody in the league it, is that it's just so hard to, it's so hard to actually get a grip on who's great and who's not. And, you know, we're, we're about halfway through the season and we still don't really know who's like the great teams. Obviously archers and whips are, are fantastic, but um, it's, it's hard to really know like who's at the bottom of the pack, who's at the top of the pack. So, um, but I had a nice holiday weekend. There's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you had some good yeah. hot dogs, had some good burgers, got some exactly. good family time and you know, it's not all bad. We did at least hit and, uh, and get some folks some money on the, uh, the EMO segment Atlas minus one and a half cash in for me in that one. So, uh, nice little one thirty five payday on that. But, um, the, the story of the weekend before we get into uh, some wager woes here. And of course, this is Bet on Lacrosse. We'll be going down each and every games. Maybe call this episode Hutton uh, Lena Palooza because while this might be the best slate of games yet, great games doesn't necessarily, Doug, mean great betting opportunities but we'll go through with the fine tooth comb we'll get out the old inspector gadget you know little uh micro what are those things called the, the fucking you know what i'm talking about yeah not, not the microscope that's too know. scientific it's the one with uh where it has like the glass magnifying glass, magnifying glass. you know it's going to be a good show when i can't think of the word fucking magnifying glass <laughs> in in the intro so that's that's when you know Just only, that kind of only up to go um, and again, you know, I, I think Doug kind of touched upon it there. What did we learn this past weekend in the PLL? We learned that uh, we have a lot to learn because you, you finally start maybe thinking some of these teams are distancing themselves from the pack. You look at an archers who come into the weekend undefeated against the spread and undefeated straight up. And what do they do? They go 0-2, even as a two and a half point favorite in a game. So I think we learned this past weekend that oh my God, is the parody incredible? And oh my God, do you have to be more judicious than ever when actually taking money out of your pocket? Because while maybe the thought is, oh, you know, this is this is a new sport. It'll just be, we'll be cashing tickets hand over fist. This is why way back on episode one, Doug, we reminded the folks, always be responsible when you're betting always know that even your most confident play even a play where you you place it and there's a 28 and a half total that closes at some spots three points lower and you say oh my god look at that closing line value even those kind of plays even the ones that you think are your 401k can't lose bets Doug at least half of the time 
they're going to lose. It's just mm-hmm. a fact in sports betting. It is. I mean, I'll say if I, if I haven't said it every week, I'll continue to say it every week. Um, the, there's a reason the casinos in Vegas are humongous and they're beautiful and nice because this is how they make their living. And, and the folks who do this are very, very good at what they do. Um, they, they've got mad computer models. They've got not that not that betters don't, but you know, they've, they've done this for years and years. They have years and years of data, even, and, and honestly, we, we give them crap, right? We saw this 28 and a half line, uh, this 28 and a half total. And I thought um, it was a bad line. I thought right. it was a bad line. You know what exactly. I mean? I, you, you look at that and you say it's the highest total all year. You look at the numbers and you say, well, you know, archers come into this game only allowing about seven goals per game on the other sideline. You have plenty of great defense as well. I mean, the number from all of the, the information that we have as betters, the number looked like it was a bad number. And it ends up mm-hmm. cashing that over by a half point. So uh, credit where credit's due. That was a damn good number, Doug. It was a great number. And, and that's the thing is like books are always balancing, making a line that they know they can win while also enticing betters. They want to basically push the limit as far as they can yep. to entice betters. And that's what we, and that's the thing we fell for it. Hook, line and sinker. We were like, Oh, like we, they knew that this game could possibly get to 29. They were well aware of that, but they had to balance that possibility of it getting to 29 with saying like, well, how safe do we want to be? Should we set it at 26 and a half? Do we set it at 27 and a half? You know, those are still pretty high lines, but we don't know if people will jump at that because it might not be high enough to get, to get under betters. And they were like, you know what? We're just confident enough that this game is going to get 29 goals that we can set it at 28 and a half. We yep. think people will take it. And that's, and that's, again, that's why they're the best. It's, it's why they, you know, it's why you see DraftKings name everywhere. It's why you see MGM grand gorgeous hotels, gorgeous casinos, because they know exactly what they're doing and they have it down to a science. So never underestimate the books. I, you know, the number one lesson you can learn about betting is if there's a, if there's a reason they're the line, the way it is, um, it's, it's never too, it's always too good to be, well, maybe not always too good to be true, but it's, it's too good to be true a lot of the time. Well, I will say, um, and, and, and I'll amend some of this quote, but after that bet lost, all I thought was, I hate cursive and I hate all of you. I'm never coming back to school. Never. But just change that to, I hate unders and I hate all of you. I'm never betting unders again. Never because H- dear Harden, you got to put that in there, Put just, little unders like right in the middle there <laughs> yeah exactly do do some creative editing i hate unders i hate all of you adding some more work to the already packed hutton jackson at hutton jackson and of course you can follow along with them on pro lacrosse talk he and adam moore putting together a terrific roster guest you saw they're gonna have jeff teat on the show this week awesome stuff man so that guy's pretty good yeah he's all right yeah some 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 guy who's an international spy and also plays lacrosse yeah he's all right josh burn last week and they're going to be having jeff teat on this week a terrific program folks if you're not watching if you're not listening to it already pro lacrosse talk with hutton jackson and adam moore and you can follow all the podcasts that we do on the podcast network here lacrosseplayground.com at lax playground on twitter well as we kind of mentioned it was a week 
full of wager woes and, uh, you know, full transparency. Doug and I did our first double best bet with that Archer's Whips game. We alluded to it there, the 28 and a half goal total. That second quarter roll around. And uh, for lack of a better term, Doug, I think the technical term is we knew we were fucked was I, I believe the uh, the technical term yeah, yeah. for it uh, in scientific terms. Uh, right after that, if you were in under better in the Chrome game, uh, you saw another half point brutal win. And then if you look in the uh, the Redwoods Water Dogs game, they were one and a half point favorites. And we'll talk about this in the episode, just the fact that the, Redwo- the Redwoods have just been notoriously bad this year at covering the spread. And they were looking like it was going to be another one of those, one of the bets that I had, as a matter of fact, having the Water Dogs getting the one and a half. Well, the one and a half point favorites led. And then while they were running out the clock, it was only a one point lead. Not only one, How about two garbage goals to stick that dagger in my heart? It was a rough weekend. Yeah, it was a, it was a rough weekend betting uh, for me still end up with my against the spread picks with a three and two weekend. So not too much to complain about uh, leaving me still about, you know, a little around just a bit over 65% on the against the spread picks. I end up two and two on the best bets, two and two in the EMOs overall. So Doug, as the season continues, you and I are both going to look to just get above that 52% is what you're looking for to be profitable here in sports betting. And honestly, as we continue to bunker down, um, I, th- I think you'll see this week that maybe as we learn more about this league, the more that we're going to learn is the fact that uh, finding advantageous betting positions, you really have to do some digging to do. And you and I were talking about before we came on here that just because the newness of the league, maybe some of those databases that you go to when you're handicapping basketball or you're handicapping football or some of these other more established sports, not saying lacrosse fans that lacrosse isn't established. You know, we listening to the pod, we doing this pod, love this sport. But as far as widely available information, Doug, which is what you want when you're betting sports, um, unless you're keeping your own records, finding some of these databases can be uh, can be pretty tough to come by, which makes us, our job as handicappers a little bit tougher. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just a lot harder to spot trends and that's, it's something that you're always looking for as a better is you're looking for trends, you know, you're mm-hmm. looking for, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter in PLL, but you know, uh, if you're looking at baseball games, you're like, well, how does this team do yeah. in home games? How does this team do in road games? Yep. How do they do uh, when they're catching this many points? How do they do, you know, when the total is such and such number and, and yeah, we don't really have that for lacrosse right now. Um, if anyone's listening and you want to create it, there's, there's a hole, there's an opening, maybe our folks over at our friends over at flow fantasy, that's their next project. Yeah. <laughs> um, in between but, class and, uh, and the, uh, the biochem, they'll, they'll squeeze yeah. in some time. Yeah. But you know, that's, this is all to say that you have to get a little creative when you, when looking at your stats and you have to, maybe think about things a little bit differently. Um, you know, and, and as we talked about too, it's, it's a lot more difficult because of the, the amount of parity in this league, which is, it is funny to talk about parity in this league, just because the first two years of this league were won by the same team. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. And, and they're also odds on favorite after uh, one week respite of not being the odds on favorite, they're back as the uh, favorite to win the championship. Of course, you're speaking about the whip snakes there. So a week by week basis for sure. 
championships uh, haven't really uh, shown that exact parity, but um, we are five games in for all of these teams. So you're kind of being able to compare records a little bit more while not saying, oh, well, this one only had two games. You know, everybody's at least had a two game slate. Um, and we'll be having some teams that are doing their second go around here on a two game weekend. Uh, but before we get into this week's action, um, worth mentioning what we like doing here, running down the ATS rankings, because you can go to Premier Lacrosse on Twitter. You can follow them on Instagram as well, and you can find the overall rankings for teams. But we like to rank them here on the Bet on Lacrosse show from their ATS record. So how about at three and two straight up, but the best team against the spread? They didn't cover week one. They made it four straight games covering the Atlas four and one against the spread. And you know, I love to say that because I, from week one have bothered you each and every week, Doug saying, don't sleep on this Atlas team, man, that offense alone and adding Jeff Teton to the fold. One of the funnest teams to watch and uh, one of the best teams against the spread, or excuse me, the best team against the spread. You have two teams sitting at three and two against the number one of which is three and two on the year. That's the archers who had their first two losses, two and a half point favorites and one and a half point favorites. They lose both of those games outright three and two against the number are the arrows arrows might be going up. Up, but those ATS numbers going down a, a little bit there after being three straight covers as underdogs cannons are now one and four straight up, but they're three and two against the spread. They've been favorites in back-to-back week. They have failed to cover in both of those games as a one and a half point favorite. They stand at three and two. Then the whole slew of teams two and three against the spread. So as you alluded to there, Doug, um, you know, you want to be looking for some trends. You want to be looking for maybe some teams that have uh, done well against the number have done bad. Well, how about the head scratcher whip snakes who have the best record in the league at four and one, but they're two and three against the number. Uh, You look at the water dogs, two and three straight up two and three against the spread. Same could be said for the Chrome two and three against the spread and two and three straight up as well. They uh, could have covered these past weekend Uh, worth mentioning too. The Chrome, both of their wins straight up, those two wins were when they were two and a half point dogs. They won both of those games outright, and uh, they're the only team. So they're probably saying, can you guys give us some more two and a halfs? We, we seem to be re- doing really well uh, getting some W's when that's happening. Uh, Woods, the Redwoods are three and two straight up. They are two and three against the spread. They get off the snide two straight weeks as two and a half point favorites. Fail to cover in both of those with an outright loss to the chaos being the second of which, however, last week, back to a one and a half point favorite and they were able to cover that number for what it's worth the redwoods have not been an underdog yet this season uh them and the uh, archers the only two that can tout that as chaos two and three straight up two and three against the spread but those two uh wins those uh those two wins against the spread as well both coming in back-to-back weeks as underdogs a two and a half point win outright over the woods one and a half point win outright over the cannons so there are your rankings so without any further ado doug let's get right into it man the tour continues and they go to minneapolis there are a lot of lacrosse fans in minneapolis you you gotta add us at bet on lacrosse and let us know if you are a minneapolis based lacrosse fan i I didn't realize that was a hotbed i like that they're kind of doing their rounds here doug we'll put we'll put it this way uh minnesota is sort of almost part of Canada. And this is my neck of the woods, by the way, because I'm, you know, I'm, I live in Chicago. Yeah. I am, I went to school in Wisconsin. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very familiar with this area. Um, 
And I will say that Minnesotans, for better or worse, whatever you want to say, are the closest people I have found to Canadians. So they're super and nice. I, yes, super nice. Minnesota yeah, nice. So Minnesota nice is a, you know, it's a real expression that everybody knows. And it's unlike any other nice. Like people from Minnesota, I have a lot of friends from Minnesota, kindest people, like genuinely, genuinely care about your well-being, very, really good people. But as it relates to Canada, I'm saying can- Canadians love their lacrosse. So I'm willing to bet we got some Minnesota folks. A lot of hockey. It's a big hockey state, arguably the best hockey state in the country, um, you know, who have transferred over their love of hockey into lacrosse or just have some Canadian blood in them. So, yeah, happy to see the PLL make its way up to Minneapolis. It's pretty awesome. I'm excited to see how the crowds uh, show out there. So for not knowing that uh, that that was uh, the whole breakdown there, direct your hate mail at Newbie Talks. I'm, I'm ready for all of it. Friday at 8 o'clock, another primetime game, and it should shape up to be a pretty damn good one. You got the Cannons at 1 and 4. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites over the 2 and 3 Water Dogs. We're looking at a total 26-and-a-half. Doug, you might not be from Minnesota, but you're damn nice, man. Where are you going in this game, Cannons, Water Dogs, the Cannons, one-and-a-half-point favorites? Dude, you are too nice. Um, segways. That's all I'm good for. Let me segue <laughs> the whole rest of the show. Segways and um, and like that last information section with all the with all the ATS numbers. I was like just sitting there, just soaking it. That's in. when I put on my like Point Dexter hat. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. where that's where I act like I can add without using my fingers. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, I hey, digress. As long as, hey, as long as you have it written down. Where, 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 where are you going in this game, my man? All right, well, that I, I totally stepped on your segue now because we can, you were saying I was really nice. Yeah. So, great. I'm so nice. Here's what I'm looking at for this game. <laughs> that was just an awful segue. That's um, what we do, baby. <laughs> anyhow, can I drag this out any longer? Yeah. Um, I don't want to. All right, water dogs and cannons. This is the game we're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, water, <laughs> water dogs. It's been. It's just been such a tough, weird road for them. You know, there was a lot of high expectations coming into the year for them. Dylan Ward has just not. He he just. It's it's so unfortunate because everyone had such high hopes for him too. Like not just this team, but and he was a big reason why everyone had such high hopes for this team. And he's just been so not great um, to, to kind of put, put it lightly. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to them to, to turn to Charlie Cip- Cipriano um, throughout this at some point. They, it feels like they see need some kind of change. They played a really high scoring game against Redwoods last week. Um, but I don't know. Cannons too. Like it's, it's honestly shocking to see that cannons are coming out at one and four. Um, you know, I, I think there's a, they've been very competitive in every game. Paul Rabel has been, you know, you say whatever you want about Paul Rabel. You can talk about his age. You can talk about he, you know, oh, he, he rigged the league for his teams or whatever. Oh, he's only interested in the media. Like, oh, you know, he runs, you know, he owns the league or whatever. He has been incredible this year. Paul Rabel has been fantastic. And, and he has really been the motor on that team. Um, so again, it's it's pretty surprising to see Cannons at one and four. I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. Um, their money line is a little prohibitive for me. It's at minus one sixty seven. It's a little over the borderline of what I would usually do. I can't convince myself to take them on the spread either, though. 
because they're I don't know like I just feel like water dogs are you know I feel like they're they're due I and I might use this phrase too many times this uh, this show but I feel like they're due um I believe I think we talked about this pre-show but the last time the only two games water dogs won all season was when they played the double Am, am I right about, or are, we thinking, or am I thinking about Chrome? No, I'm right. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so, I, you know, a lot of these picks that we're going to talk about, and I know for sure, because I saw it all over the rundown, but you, uh, the rundown that we have for the show, not my newsletter. Um, that so check we, out that newsletter. It's damn good. Every week, check out the check newsletter. Out the rundown. Um, but again, a lot of these picks are going to be leans. Uh, I don't think that I'm throwing down on this game. It's too close to call in my opinion. Um, but I'd probably be looking at water dogs plus one and a half if I had to take something. No, I'm right there with you. And, and I think, again, that's why, folks, just because a game is going to be on television doesn't mean that you need action on it. And uh, this right. week, it's going to be one hell of a weekend for games. It's going to be extremely competitive. But as I said at the top, great games doesn't always mean great betting opportunities. So we're going to try and find you the value where we can, but I would be lying. We're all about transparency here. You know, we give you the records at the top. We let you know how we're doing. we let you know when we lose. Um, this is a very tough week to handicap because credit where credit is due. The bookmakers are doing a damn good job learning on the fly about this sport. And the numbers have gotten better increasingly every week. I think we saw that last week with the totals that it was half point Palooza getting you stressed out. As far as this game goes, it's hard to have confidence in either of these squads, not just against the number, just straight up. I mean, the cannons, they haven't covered, you know, to bolster the point that you're making in two straight weeks after three straight covers as dogs. Now they've gotten that respect from the books and they're saying, well, when they're getting one and a half, they, they play these close games, but when they're laying that, they're not able to cover it two straight weeks, not covering those after three straight weeks or three straight games, rather, excuse me, as you know, one and a half point dogs covering that. So they're especially head scratching to me though, maybe even more than the water dogs. You just look at the water dogs and say that it's a, a team that, you know, maybe they would be doing if Mike doing a little better, if Michael Sowers was playing, you know, a lot of, a lot of cases could be made on why this team could be doing better, but for the cannons, they have no excuse to be one and four. I mean, they're second in points scored with 65 total. They're second overall in save percentage in a year when goalies like Kyle Burnlor are even struggling. So, you know, 55% in the cage. So the fact they only have one win seems like to go with what you were saying that they have to be due, right? Well, then you look to some of these other numbers and you see they're only 22% on the power play. When they get advantageous positions, they're not able to cast in on it or cash in on it. You look at the fact that when it heads to the stripe, they're dead last in the league in face-off percent. You saw them trying to address that this year by, uh, you know, grabbing a player who hasn't really seen much field time from the whips in a trade, sending, uh, sending Hogan there for Reisman. So hoping to fill that void a little bit. But on the other side, you know, the only two games that the Water Dogs won or even covered, as Doug mentioned there, was their two games set in Atlanta. So maybe for the Water Dogs, they just need to play two games every weekend. I, I don't know, but I'm not going to bet on it either way. It's a sheer pass for me. I'll lean the other way with the Cannons using that it's due. I also lean over in this game just because it seems like every game, if the Cannons do try and win a game, they have to be scoring 15, 16, 17 goals to do so. So I lean with that kind of high tie, high total at 26 and a half. But again, folks, um, I'm not even putting pizza money on this. I'm just watching Friday night in Minneapolis and, uh, and hoping for the best. 
We'll move to Saturday here, Doug, as the four and one whip snakes are back in action. They got off the snide last week, bounced back nicely with a nice win. And now they're going up against a team who should have plenty of motivation to take down the whip snakes as the three and two redwoods come to uh, Minneapolis to take on the whip snake six o'clock Eastern time. This game total sitting at 25 and a half. No Rambo, no problem last week for the Whip Snakes against the team that was arguably one of the hottest in the league in the Archers. Now, Redwoods themselves, as alluded to, they bounced back with a nice comeback win over the Water Dogs. They could have rolled over and died when they were down 10-5. They don't. They fight back and get a very impressive win. The main thing that stands out to me in this one, though, Doug, is just how often are we going to be getting plus money on the whip snakes, whether it's against the spread or not, this thing open minus one and a half and about plus one ten. If you wanted to back the whip snakes laying that one and a half. So I know that the Redwoods are going to be up for this game, which, uh, which worries me and kind of makes me lean to them getting the one and a half. They, they haven't really covered as favorites. This is their first spot as an underdog and we've seen how underdogs have done, but you know, the whips are still going to be without Rambo. I think, you know, and I don't want to step on your toes here, Doug, with the whip snakes money line. Uh, but, um, you know, only laying 143, that's enticing because we're rarely going to see this whip snake. So, again, pure lean for me. I lean with the Redwoods just because they're getting points and we've seen underdogs have done well. But I wouldn't be shocked if the whips continue to put a stranglehold on this uh, on this league. Where are you going in this one, my man? Uh, Okay, so as you've been talking and I was listening, I was listening to your points. I, I literally in the time that you talked, I had something written down. I changed it to the other side. And then I went back to what I originally had <laughs> in the, in the last two minutes. That's because- this week though. That is this week when prepping for this show, I made, you can make a case for every single team this week. You could make a case for every single over under this week, Doug, this is the mm-hmm. toughest week thus far, which I'm hoping means it's going to be the best slate of games thus far. Exactly. And uh, yeah, this one is so tough. Um, Obviously, these two teams have a history with each other, having played each other in the first championship game, having played each other in the semifinals last year. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty contentious game. Oh, man, I think I might have convinced myself to go back on the other side again. Because um, <laughs> all I mean about this game is I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be very contentious. I think that the Woods are catching whips at kind of the right time. Agreed. Oh, one thing we got to we gotta talk about at this in this game, too, is the matchup at the face-off strike. Because uh, Nardella versus TD Erland. This is, is the matchup. Much. Right, exactly. And we haven't gotten it yet, I don't think, right? No, they haven't. this is the first time they played each other. Yep. And... Wow, this is going to be awesome! Like, it's—they're the two best face-off guys in the league in this at this point, in my opinion. I think that T. Erlin has already surpassed Trevor Baptiste. Um, he's been—he's just been fantastic, and and obviously Joe Nardella has been fantastic as well. That's going to be great. Um, there's there's just no way to really comfortably bet this game, and I actually liked getting that whips money line. Minus 143. If you're gonna money line, you're this never game, gonna get that. If you're gonna money line, if you're gonna money line this game, whips minus 143. However, I I just think this game's gonna be too close to call. And so I literally went back and forth on this so many times. I'm just gonna go Woods plus one and a half, also, only yeah. because and, and only because A, they might be due, and B, I don't see this game being a blowout in either direction. Um, I think it's gonna, I mean. 
you know, this leaves this leaves the possibility open for a Woods blowout, which I don't see happening because it's Whip Snakes. Yeah, but but I don't know that Whip Snakes are going to blow them out. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna lean. I'm not playing this game myself either. I might have a play later for best bet in the total perhaps, maybe, but. For now, I'm just going to go Woods, lean Woods plus one and a half. No, I mean, when I was prepping for the show, I thought it was just going to be chalk. You know, you see that you're laying under 200 on the money line to back the whips. And then you just thought about what you saw this past weekend. I mean, it is, it is, <laughs> there's no such thing as chalk in this league. And I, I think, yep. you know, it's a testament to these teams. Um, on your point with, uh, with the face-off stripe, I can't wait. I mean, that's the game inside the game. It's going to be, you know, you don't go to the bathroom uh, or anything like that because you don't want to miss any of these face-offs with two Rams just going at it. What I will say on the uh, the Trevor Baptiste side of things, I think TD Erlin, and I think it's just because he's a rookie yet, he hasn't really gotten his feet under him, but we, we kind of saw this a little bit um, even when he was uh, playing college ball was, you know, he's incredible at the face-off part of it. But as far as a complete player, um, I would maybe argue that, um, you know, Nardog and uh, and Baptiste still have a, a little bit of a leg up on TD Yerlin just as a holistic player. Like, if they get caught in transition either way, they can hold their own. And not to say that TD Yerlin can't, but it just seems like he's a lot less comfortable doing that. And I think that's just because of the fact that he is a rookie. You know what I mean? I think he has to get his legs underneath them a little bit more because there have been some opportunities where he gets a pinch and pop he goes down he goes for that quick one pass um and and you're seeing you know a turnover the other way or you're seeing nobody sliding to him where he could maybe take a shot going down main street so i'm looking forward to seeing him bringing the rest of his game around but as far as the pinch and pop this might be the best guy we've ever seen do it i mean he's, he's he's that good doug he really is. And I, you know what? I appreciate you like bringing me back on my takes sometimes because they get, they get a little out there sometimes. We like them a little hot. You know what I mean? Like I, I started off the, the, the whole entire show, the whole, the first episode just dropping, you know, screw you Redwoods winning the league. You know what I mean? Like, like we like getting them a little bit hot and that's where we come together and we, we rein each other in a little bit except when we pull off the rubber band and go double best bets and lose by a half point. But we don't have to bring that up anymore. We don't, we don't yeah, have yeah. to, uh, we, we have to, we have to distance ourselves from that. That, yeah, that was by the sword, died by the sword, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely died by the sword. That's for sure. On the double oh, yeah, best yeah. bet. 845, a late start here. Eastern time as the three and two Atlas take on the two and three chaos. Another incredible matchup here. Atlas, one and a half point favorites, yet again, continuing to get that market respect. You kind of look at how they've changed against the spread and the odds makers view, and it's very reminiscent of what the Cannons have been doing. However, the Atlas have actually continued to roll, even getting in some of these favorite spots. Chaos, pretty darn hot, though. Got to give them credit. You know, two straight wins, two straight covers, 23 and a half. The total in this one, uh, Doug, since I bat lead off there on the whips, I'll let, I'll let you get first crack at this one. Atlas chaos, Atlas one and a half point favorites. What does Dougie fresh think in this one, man? Uh, I don't really know. It hurts. <laughs> this, one's hard. this one's so hard too. I like, yep. there's so many hard matchups this week. Um, and a big factor in this one, which we have to bring up, is the fact that um, Jack Concannon is going to be out Absolutely. for the foreseeable future. And obviously, this is going to be the Atlas's first game without him. Um, Concannon's an interesting goalie because 
sometimes he plays down very much. He's not like, you know, he can let in a few goals. He's a little bit inconsistent. And sometimes he just plays out of his mind and he's unbelievable. Um, you know, and I, and here's the deal. I I'm willing to bet that Atlas or sorry, the, the sports books have built that into the cost of this game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and even Sweet. so Atlas are still being respected as, as decent sized favorites um, which I think says something in itself. And this is one of those occasions where maybe the line itself is telling you something being like, Hey, we're, we're, we're well aware that Concanon's injured, but we still like Atlas as, you know, pretty sizable favorites. My, minus one eighty two on the money line, minus one and a half, uh, minus one twenty seven on the spread. Oh. I think that's a bit much. You know what I mean? Like when you look at that minus one eighty five with a chaos team that actually looks like they're getting their feet under them a little bit. My mm-hmm. first takeaway in this one was just the fact that, um, you know, I'm all for the Atlas love. I'm all for the Atlas respect, but I was surprised to see that much juice going their way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't completely disagree. It could, you know, what it could be a matchup thing. Um, you know, Fair. this chaos def- this chaos defense is not known for being particularly stout um they've played all right the last couple weeks but um you know I don't know that they've been tested as much as they could I mean granted yeah they got they stymied uh, cannons last week they I'm just looking through their game history you could tell how well prepared I was yeah I mean they, they held redwoods uh pretty low I don't know though. It, there must be some reason here, right? And I and this Atlas offense has gotten very, very hot. Um, man, I I wrote down chaos on on originally just because it was another one of those ones where I was like, it's going to be close. But you know what? I'm now convincing myself that I'm convincing myself that the line must be this way for a reason. And yeah. and and the Concanon news, I think, and another part of it too is that early in this season, I have been reactionary on some lines and I even said, I don't want to be reactionary, but this, and then of course I ended up being wrong. (laughs) So this one, I'm going to be the opposite of reactionary. And I'm going to say, I'm going to, I would, again, not a game that I'm betting because it's too close, but if I had to, I'd probably be going uh, Atlas minus one and a half on the spread only because I know that the books have baked in the Concanon news into this line. And the fact that there's still favorites kind of tells me something. So I'm, I'm just going to go with Atlas minus one and a half. Now we record on a Tuesday, but this feels like freaky Friday because you're yeah. leaning Atlas and I'm leaning chaos because it's, right. it's, like, it's right. like, we have, it's like we have switched bodies. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's absolutely wild. And that's why people come on in. Um, so who would, I guess, I'll take Jamie Lee Curtis. You can be you can be Lindsay Lohan in in this Thanks, analogy and the uh, in the free. Well, one of us has to be their brain though, so that's the thing. Is ah, like, you're right. You're right. You know, so I'm kind of like an old soul. I, yeah, I think I think I'm kind of the old soul. So I'll take I'll I'll go Jamie Lee Curtis, but I'll be more than happy to hop into Lindsay Lohan's body. That completely works Great. for me. Uh, made me sound like Leatherface or something there. So I'm gonna move on before I get put on a watch list. Um, no concannon for the Atlas is, is what just makes this a major question mark for me because you know, Doug, better than anyone because you're forced to listen to my rants every week before Hutton, you know, edits them down a little bit. Atlas are the hottest team in the league. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to argue that. They're so damn fun to watch, and it just absolutely sucks that now they have this giant question mark at their netminder because on the other sideline or in the other cage, rather, 
you have the best goalie in the league in Blaze Reardon. So this is also a team who's catching their stride. Two straight covers, two straight wins for a chaos team who started 0-3, who were looking like they were, um, you know, just a little bit late to come around, maybe a bit of a hangover from that run that they went on at the end of the bubble. I lean chaos. And the only reason is that question at goalie. Now that question at goalie also makes me, I I would pass the side betting it, but I think there may be dependent. I got to look at some numbers and everything. uh, But later in the week, you know, follow me on Twitter at newbie talks. Cause I think even with the low total there, a lot of the time they're low for a reason. Chaos has been a dead under team as well. um, Just because of that defense, you know, really anchored by Reardon, but at 23 and a half, you think about a chaos offense that leads the league in two pointers uh, and two pointers converted. And you also think about the fact that what's Andy Towers going to try and do to a new goalie. He's going to want to pepper him with shots. You know what I mean? Instead of, raking and kind of waiting until the end of the possession clock. I could see the chaos kind of switching their game plan and being quick in transition and going and shooting real quick. And we already know that Atlas, once they get into that settled motion offense, they can put up 12 goals. They can put up 13 or more goals. So while this looks like it's a bit of a low total, this was one I flirted with for my best bet at that 23 and a half. You have a little bit of a question mark on goalie on a team that already had some question marks at goalie because when Concanon's on, he's one of the best in the league. He's maybe the best in the league when he's hot, but when he's not, the story's quite different there. So this was already with Concanon in net, something that I would maybe look towards in over in this game, but I think a pretty decent case could be made for over 23 and a half in this game, even though that line tells you it's going to be a low scoring game, Doug. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to disagree with you necessarily, but it's the thing about it is I'm now, especially after last week's fiasco, I'm now on the, I'm now on the like low for a reason or high for a reason. You know, we preach, we, I, now, I now have to practice what I preach, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the, I, you know, it's a question mark for Atlas, no question. Um, not having Concanon in there because um, their backup goalie is JD Colarusso, right? And he's another he's another Albany guy. Um, we don't quite know what we have with him yet because we have not seen him play. Um, but he comes from the same pedigree as Bla- as Blaze Reardon, so. I don't want to assume he's great. I don't want to assume he's bad. I would personally stay away from this total. I think there's a decent chance it actually could stay under. Okay. Um, I And I understand that these are two very efficient offenses too. It's that question. It's a question mark and goalie doesn't mean that I want to take the over. It means that I want to not do anything. Me personally. Beautiful. Um, because I, 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 I'm glad you had my back there because I, the last thing I wanted to do was bet a total this week. So I I greatly appreciate you, Doug, because I think great points that you make there and why we do this, why we bounce ideas off of each other, because maybe once uh, one person really lays out uh, maybe not so strong case for something, you're able to uh, walk back on it and we're able to put the minds together here. So I think a a good pushback by you on that one. We'll go to Sunday here at 445, two games left on the slate, folks. Then we'll get you our best bets. We'll get you our EMOs and we'll get you the heck out of here. We have the Chrome minus one and a half point favorites taking on the water dogs 
Stop me if you heard this before. One and a half point underdogs for the Water Dogs taking on the Chrome. 23 and a half the total in this game. Uh, Doug, I will uh, I'll let you bat lead off on this one again here while I uh, get some of my, uh, my thoughts in sort here. But first game is a favorite for Chrome and worth noting too, uh, as we see them in their first favorite spot, both of their wins against the spread and straight up came when they were two and a half point dogs. So now we see them as a favorite. Uh, any angle you're looking at in this one, my man? So this one is super interesting, right? So it's not only our, not only our Chrome favorites here, they're, they're actually very sizable favorites. They're minus one and a half minus half, minus one fifty two on the spread, um, which is a little crazy. That's uh, especially for a team that, as you mentioned, um, their only two straight up wins were when they were two point dog, two and a half point dogs. So there's something really weird going on here. And I think that this is the books kind of latching on to this um, teams who are, are playing two games in the weekend, kind of giving them a little bit of a handicap on, on that. Um, and, and as it, so I actually, it, on a neutral field, like I, I on a neutral field with no you know differences in the like who's playing two in the weekend who's not on all all things being equal this line would have been a lot closer to a pick em. it would have been you know chrome minus one and a half with big plus money it would have been the money lines would have been you know minus 115 for chrome maybe um and in that case i think i would have really liked chrome and I, I think in that context, you know, I like what Chrome have been doing. And we saw Ryan Tarafenko last week was fantastic. He's becoming one of the preeminent, you know, defensive midfielders in the game, as we can already right before our eyes. Um, but as it stands right now, getting plus money for the Water Dogs plus one and a half, that's very, very interesting to me. Um, just from a value standpoint, uh, and not to, and we mentioned it earlier, the only time that water dogs have won this year was both of the games they played in the same weekend. Yeah. So, you know, they are used to this, they're experienced with this and, and who's to say they can't do it again. So um, I guess like, it's funny, another, literally my last three picks, I wrote down one team and I switched it to the other. And then I think I ended up going with my first one for the original, but anyway, I switched it to this one from Chrome. I'm, I'm now looking at, again, not this as well. We'll get to this later. Not necessarily playing this one, but maybe I will. We'll talk about it later. Uh, Water Dogs plus one and a half is what I'm looking at. What you got? Yeah, I think also, um, you know, I've kind of been noting when teams have these double spots because I wanted to see, you know, the 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 conventional wisdom would tell you a team has two te- two games in the same weekend. They're going to struggle in that second game. As all the numbers in PLL, Doug, um, it's not really all that helpful because teams in game two of the uh, the weekend, they are four and four. <laughs> so, so, so there's no discernible information there. I'll run it down. Uh, it was week one when the Redwoods went 2-0. They won their first game, won their second. Cannons lost their first game, won their second. In week two, it was the Water Dogs in Atlanta where they won and won both of their games. Chaos went 0-2 in their weekend. So they lost the first game, lost the second game. Week three, it was the Whips taking on the Atlas. Whips win that game in overtime, and then they lose game two whereas the atlas they show that promise they cover that spread against whips 
And then they start going on their run where they start winning. They won their second game last weekend. You look at the archers, they lost and they lost a little bit of a, a tough scheduling spot for them too, having whips in that second game. And then you look at the Chrome who won their first game. And in that second game, they looked tired, Doug, like the, the Chrome looked tired in game two and looked like maybe the first spot where we said yeah, this this team looked like they played two games in one weekend. They lost the second one, leaving us with no edges there. Four and four, your trend in that one. So you know, and tell us this, anything. Yeah, this this <laughs> this yeah, it's it's par for the course. Uh, with Chrome finally being favorites, um, it makes me scratch my head a little bit. I, I think probably, as you alluded to, the only reason that they are favorites in this one is because Water Dogs are, um, you know, they're struggling a little bit, but it is their sick, second game of the weekend. But we saw their first time when they had two games that they didn't really mind playing two games. But now as the season goes on, a little bit more bumps and bruises, who knows? Maybe that'll be a, a worse spot. Worth mentioning, though, the second game of week two was this game. Was the Water Dogs taking on the Chrome? We saw Chrome as one and a half point favorites, and we saw the Water Dogs get a 14 to nine outright win over them. However, history does not always repeat itself. I think Chrome are playing much better, as you alluded to. Ryan Tarafenko, easily the best defensive player in the league currently, and he doesn't even have a deep hole to do it with incredible stuff a guy who's uh, you know from my hometown here always loves seeing a Wilson Bulldog going on and doing big things well I wouldn't you know but it's probably what won't make my light betting card this weekend um, I, I'm gonna lean chrome in this one uh, getting that respect as the favorite but you could easily make a case in water dogs and I did make a case for water dogs and then I deleted it and then changed it and then deleted it again so sheer pass for me and at 23 and a half um, another total that I'm staying away from so last game of the slate here I'll be brief because I'm going to be talking a lot about this game after our break coming up here. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little tease for you folks. Archers are two and a half point favorites being back to lay in some lumber as they are three and two, they go Oh, and two over the weekend. And what do they do? They say, Hey, make them two and a half point favorites. They're that good. Right. Uh, Cannons are uh, the underdogs in this one, 24 and a half the total surprised to see a total like that with these two offenses, but you know, who knows as, uh, as we've learned totals, aren't really my best friend before I send it your way. And before we run for a break, Worth mentioning another little trend here for you folks. If you just blindly bet on two and a half point dogs, you would be five and two against the spread. Uh, the only team worth mentioning, uh, the only team to not cover when they were a two and a half point dog was chaos and uh, worth mentioning too, as they're one of the teams in it. Archers were one of the two teams to cover the two and a half when they're laying that lumber. Uh, not only have teams been good against the spread when they're a two and a half point dog. If you played teams getting the two and a half on the money line, you're also profitable with some nice plus money plays. Teams have gone four and three straight up as the biggest dog that we've seen in PLL uh, with that knowledge and with another tough game to handicap Doug, what are you looking as the archers look to bounce back after an Oh, and two weekend against the cannons. Okay. So for this one, I think this line is actually pretty much correct. And I, I, cause I, cause I think that giving archers or archers giving minus one and a half wouldn't have been enough. So them, them giving the two and a half, I think makes sense. And if for no other reason, I think it's because they are going to be pissed after losing <laughs> both games last week. Right. 
and and it's something you have to consider when you're handicapping games is they archers were the best team in the league they were riding high um and everyone was saying like wow this team is like team of destiny blah 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 they lose their look ahead game to chrome by one they lose this big game that they were looking to two whip snakes by one and i think yeah. that they're going to look at those two games and this is a team of really talented players good gonna leadership look at those, right exactly and they're going to look at those games and be like we cannot lose all right we're not going to lose this next game so i think at the bare minimum archers are going to win so then the matter just becomes can they win by three and I think if you're starting with that baseline of archers are going to win this game um, and, and also the fact that cannons are going to be on that second game of the weekend, um, Paul Rabel's fantastic. He's a little up there in age. He might be a little bit gassed. We don't know. Um, you know, there are some older players on that team. So if I, I don't think I'm personally going to play this one, but I do like archers minus two and a half. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, even following up with Doug there, and uh, I'll have some more thoughts on the other side of this break, but, um, you know, I, I think, Doug, I think a lot of folks as well are looking at that exact same. It has to be a bounce-back spot for the Archers. However, the Cannons, you could argue as well, their backs are against the wall. They have plenty of firepower on their sideline as well. And the one place where maybe you would say um, the Cannons have really struggled is at that face-off stripe. It's not like the archers are make it take it. They only have a 46% success rate at that stripe. So uh, if, if, uh, if that follow-up has given you any inkling on maybe what I'll be sharing coming up here, you'll have to stay tuned to find out. We're going to step aside real quick here. We're going to hear from the great folks at anchor and we'll come back. We'll get you our best bet. We'll get you our EMOs and we'll get you the heck out of here. He's Dougie fresh, Doug Greenberg. I'm Dan Newbert. Stay with us here on bet on lacrosse. Welcome on back here to bet on lacrosse. Dan Newbert at newbie talks alongside the co-host with the co-most Doug Greenberg and Doug. It's everybody's favorite time. Thanks Tina. Simply the best, best bet time here on bet on lacrosse and Dougie. Where are you going? My man. All right. So we got burned on an over under last week. We got burned on an under last week. And yet I am looking at under 25 and a half in Whipsnakes and Redwoods. Um, you know, like back to the well, maybe I'm a masochist. I don't know. But whatever it is, what I what I know about these two teams, and I mentioned it earlier, um, this is a pretty contentious series between these two. Uh, they played each other in the semifinals last year. 25 points in that game. So just under this mark, right? Um, their game in the regular season, in the bubble, in the regular season that year, thir- uh, 24 points. Under again. You're noticing a trend here. Uh, effectively, what I'm saying is that these two teams, they play very close, contentious games against each other. Neither one really wants to lose. And I, and I don't think either one is going to go particularly out on a limb trying to beat the other one. Um, I think that they're going to, play it safe they're going to play it smart and i again this is why i was leaning on woods plus one and a half because i think that this is going to be a close game but i also think it's a game where neither team is going to particularly take a lot of risks um they both have great defenses um so i'd be looking at the under 25 and a half minus 121 at the moment 
Man, God bless you. I, I cannot bet unders anymore. My whole entire viewing experience was screwed up last week, rooting for that under. Every goal that was scored, whether it was the most incredible thing when Grant Amon literally killed a guy on the field, I couldn't even celebrate because I was like, oh my God, what about my under? Don't forget about my under. I've been giving you guys so much love this year. and You're not going to hit the under. Best of luck to you on that one, Doug. I might sprinkle just so I can sweat along with you, my man. So that's where Dougie's going. His best bet, my best bet, put me in an institution, folks. My best bet this week is Cannons plus two and a half. Look, I know the big storyline is going to be the fact that the Archers are going to bounce back. They can't lose another game. They can't lose three straight, right? Well, the Cannons, they put themselves behind the eight ball as well, and they have to be looking at this weekend as a business trip. And they have done terrific as underdogs. They're 3-0 and as underdogs. All the numbers say the Cannons have been one of the best teams this season, yet they're 1-4. and Numbers can't continue to lie to me, Dougie. Give me the Cannons plus 2.5. Best bet for me. Which brings us... To our extra money opportunities, E-M-O time. And call me crazy, folks. E-M-O for me, Cannons, money line, plus 245. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, Doug. I know, the story. It's the bounce back spot for the Archers. But the Cannons, they need a bounce back of their own. Teams are bad in their second game, right? Well, the Cannons only win this year came in game two of week one. This weekend is make or break for the Cannons moving forward. So I don't mind backing Lyle Thompson and Paul Rabel and Brody Merrill to have their squad ready to go in the most important weekend for them thus far. Give me the Cannons plus 245 and give me a straight jacket too. That's my EMO. Where are you going, my brother? You are brave, sir. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your gallantry on this one. Um, all right. I'm looking at this one. So this one's a little interesting. And I'm going to see how Hutton interprets this for the video. Um, right now, I'm looking at Water Dogs plus one and a half. That's right. We're looking at an underdog spread here. Very, very bizarre. Um, because that underdog spread is currently plus 120 as I'm looking at it on what Tuesday evening, right? Um, you can get the water dogs to lose by one for plus money. And I already outlined why I really like water dogs in this matchup, especially, you know, given their history of playing well on the two granted is a short history, but grant, uh, playing, um, the two games in a weekend, I, I think the water dogs could seriously be on the up and up here. Um, so I really like them at plus one and a half, plus 120. Now, what I'll also say is that if this line is, you know, by the time we get to Sunday, if you are looking for a different extra money opportunity, you can also look at water dogs on the money line. Um, that's currently plus 155 against Chrome. Um, but I would, if you can get this plus one and a half of plus money, I think it's a really, really nice play, especially if you're looking for a good plus money play. I, I think there's nothing to lose on this one. Um, water dogs got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose. So, um, I'm looking at water dogs plus one and a half plus plus one twenty, or alternatively plus plus one fifty five If you need an EMO. Ooh, 
I like it. That's Doug Greenberg, and that is a wrap for us. We want to remind everybody we have our Moneyline hotline up and running. You can call in. You can ask us for some betting advice. You can give us your most recent wager. Whoa, you wrote on that under with us? We're sorry. Just visit the link in our description. And also, folks, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast, especially if it's on Apple Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review. Give us your thoughts on the show and let us know if any of your bets hit after listening to us. Your reviews, your ratings help us move on up the chart so we can continue to bring you the great program you've come to expect here from me and Doug. Also, as always, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share this pod with your fellow betting friends, your fellow lax fans let's grow the community as we continue to bet on the cross and cash those tickets folks for my co-host doug greenberg get him on twitter at doug greenberg i'm dan newbert newbie talks on twitter and we'll talk to you next week folks have a terrific weekend <laughs>